0: Hey there Paula Poundstone here when you're done listening to this podcast check out my new show live from the Poundstone Institute I mean you could try listening to this show and my show at the same time but that might drive you insane find live from the Poundstone Institute on Apple Podcasts or the NPR One app
1: Hey y'all, it's been a minute. I'm Sam Sanders. Every Tuesday on the show we bring you a deep dive and today we have a really fun conversation. I've been really hyped about this one for some time. We taped it in LA a few weeks ago. You might have heard of him. You definitely know who he is. Lakeith Stanfeld. He's been everywhere the last two years or so. Uh, He plays the weird and wonderful Darius on Atlanta. He's in a couple of movies this summer, including one that just came out on Netflix. It's called The Incredible Jessica James. That one stars Jessica Williams from The Daily Show and Two Dub Queens. So Lakeith plays her former love interest. Uh, You know Lakeith from other stuff too, though. He was in Get Out. He's the guy... In the opening scene, who gets kidnapped. Same guy who ends up as a prisoner in the sunken place. And at that garden party, he yells the title phrase of the movie, get out. That's him. Uh, He was also in the film from a few years ago called Straight Outta Compton. He's been everywhere doing really big stuff. So this chat, we discuss all that. We talk about get out other films he's in this summer we talk about his career how we got into acting how black men are portrayed in film and we just had a bunch of fun and i don't want to spoil it here but that's enough for me for now here's my chat with the keith stanfield both of us together in la uh we taped it a bit earlier this summer enjoy
0: Uh, let's see. What did I have for breakfast? Um, uh, I didn't even eat breakfast uh, yet. I still need to eat. I, I, I never breakfast. eat. I think I got a small stomach or something. I eat like <laughs> one time, like at night, and then I'm good. Give me the problem you have.
1: I <laughs> eat all day. That's all I do. So, gotta start out by telling you... that I have been going deep on your tweets. Your tweets are very deep, and I like them a lot. And I found one tweet from you. This is from May 11th, 2017. You said... Fidget spinning the rest of today away. Do you Mm -hmm. like fidget spinners? I love it, yeah. Bro, I got you a gift. Really? I got you a gift. I got you a fidget spinner. Oh my God, thank you. (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) this is amazing. Okay, this is, I'm doing this the whole interview. (laughs) Yes, I love this interview
1: already. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's white. Yes. So the first one I ordered, I noticed the white one was cheaper than the black one, and I was like, "Oh, that oh, never okay. happens." Oh, all right. <laughs> so you got like the top <laughs> of the line black fidget spinner.
0: Yes, I prefer the black one. So thanks. Yeah. When I was doing it, when I tweeted that, I was actually just came out of like a meditative meditative state. Okay. So I was like thinking about some things that I'm writing, yeah, and stuff like that. So this is kind of like it, I don't know, it just puts me in the vibe of, of my meditative state. Yeah, yeah. How my... long do you
1: meditate? When you meditate.
0: Um, it depends. It could be anywhere from five seconds to several hours. Oh, so, wow.
1: Yeah. I, so, like, I try to do it daily, but after, like, ten minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I got yeah. this. I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know, I feel it relaxes me a lot, you know? It's a crazy kind of world that I'm in right now, so, especially when we're constantly, like, there's a lot of energy in L.A., you know? Like, much more from where I come from, like, in San Bernardino and Victorville up in IE.
1: Oh, okay, you're up there. Yeah. I was, uh, out. I guess I was further past there because I remember a few years ago when there was that Big Bear killer, mm-hmm. the cop who was running around, everyone was scared to death. They had me cover that story, so I was way out there. Oh, then, damn. But, yeah, the Inland Empire. Yeah.
0: Man, it's not L.A. It's not L.A., no. Um, so you're from there. Yes, and I'm used to just, like, letting my imagination run because that's really all you can do there is just really? entertain your imaginations. All right. yeah. Oh, you're good. So for some reason I put my number on Twitter. What? Uh, Why would and you put your? Know? Like, <laughs> what
1: are they saying when they call you or text you? Well, or whatever? I was like,
0: I was just, I, I had this weird sense of loneliness, and uh-huh. I was like, I mean, everyone feels lonely sometimes. So I was like, if you feel lonely, just call me and say what's <laughs> up, like wow and so I put my number up there but it wasn't my real number it was like a, one of those app things Oh, okay where you could still reach me via Wi-Fi uh-huh. so I put it up there and then everyone's calling in and of course it kept crashing because I yeah. was like too many people calling. what's and the in? frequency of calls and texts or whatever it was a lot it was hundreds like Dude. very quickly and you answered some yes I did so I got to talk to a couple people which is cool uh, I don't think anybody was actually lonely but I mean <laughs> maybe in some sense they still were I know I felt less lonely so what
1: them. do you do when you're lonely Besides, give your number away.
0: Sometimes I just try to sit in it because it's an interesting sensation. And sometimes cool stuff comes out of boredom, idleness, and 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 that feeling of loneliness. But uh, really, there's no real right answer. Sometimes I just try to write. Sometimes I try to do music. I paint. But sometimes those things don't, necessarily remedy things especially quickly, mm-hmm. like it usually will happen after the product or something comes out, yeah, um or just go back to reading the script and immerse myself in that imaginary world. like I'm always reading a script like uh for some story or something, yeah, so I can always go back to that and play in that world, um and that kind of takes me out of reality for, yeah. for that moment,
1: yeah, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about you saying that you sometimes just sit in in the loneliness and like in the quiet. I feel like your character in Atlanta is a guy who's really cool just sitting in the quiet. <laughs> like, does some of that come from your life and your experience?
0: I think the the creative team behind Atlanta and the characters are really um, really brilliant and smart and have a good it's sense open. of picking up on things from people. So these characters share a lot with the real-life people of all of us. They share a lot of sort of mirrors to us. And I didn't even realize how much Darius was uh, similar to me until after I'd seen really the show come out. Yeah. So when you saw it, were you like, dude? Yeah, I was like, you guys are sneaky. What are y'all doing? <laughs> like, y'all with the CIA? Like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, but no, they just got a very good sense of who I was in a short amount of time when we had been sort of hanging out. And uh, now I feel like I influenced that character. That character that character influences me. Uh, there are a lot of things that aren't the same, but there are a lot of cool things that are. I think. Um, existing in a sort of aloof disposition toward things in general is something that we share. Yeah. Um typically I'm just like whatever uh, but I'm always <laughs> thinking about stuff. I yeah. think we're similar in that way. Totally.
1: You know, so Darius has some amazing one-liners <laughs> from season 1. What's your favorite quote of his? I love the one once the one about Florida.
0: Uh oh yeah. <laughs> uh Florida wait, Mom's got to have good music too. <laughs> yeah. Mom's got to have rap too. Yeah, yeah. So like...
1: This is so, so like you are having a really big year, Atlanta, Get Out, Selma was a little while back. Um, You've got War Machine this summer. You have another film later on. Like, Did you want everything to happen all at once? Because it seems like it all just happened at once for you.
0: No. I mean, one thing I'm not very good at is planning. Okay. Uh, I'm very chaotic and sporadic and random. But I just... I just kept trying to hustle, kept trying to make something happen. And after just like running into the wall a million times, I became numb to it. So now when I go in for something, I'm not worried about whether I can secure it, whether it will, what the money will be for me, what the result of it will be. I'm just going in simply just to do it. And then from there, um, things have just sort of been opening up in a weird sense. Like sometimes when you don't try to force things into happening, the waters open up for you, like. Like Moses is like, it's the universe has a funny way of doing that. It, it allows you if you allow it. Yeah. So that's what I've been, have been trying to do. And so far it's been pretty, it has worked. pretty cool. Yeah. When
1: did you in your career realize that your Red Sea was parting, that things were starting to happen? Like, was there a moment where you said,
0: oh, it's happening? There, was, there were moments earlier on where I said, oh, it's happening, and then I realized it wasn't happening. <laughs> like what? Tell me. Um, well, sometimes when you do a movie, you assume that what will come with that is a lot of success and yeah. a lot of... I'm it, famous now. Yeah, just because you did a movie. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Okay. Uh, this game is very fickle. Mm-hmm. It happens very quickly. And so you have to constantly be aware. And also, this is the only job I have. So yeah. um, and You never know where your next job is going to come from, so it's a very kind of scary, trippy game to operate in. Uh, so sometimes when you secure a role in a movie, you assume, okay, boom, I finally got it. This uh-huh. is my thing. you know. Yeah. Once I was let down my first time, I realized that like it's not about trying to reach that success point. It's yeah. about just... It's the same thing I am saying about auditioning. Mm-hmm. It's just about going for it, and if something comes from it, then it's a pleasant surprise to me. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it, it never was there for me to lose. What was so, that
1: first letdown that you mentioned? Hmm,
0: let's see. Um, it was... I guess it was just... Uh, I guess I I assumed when I played Snoop that I would never have to worry about working again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's Snoop for those who don't know.
0: Yeah, for him uh, straight out of Compton. Yeah, um, and I assumed it was like Yeah, once I do this, it's you sat right. like I'm good. And it wasn't. And it was. How wasn't it not? It <laughs> just I just had a double negative. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it just uh, it just doesn't quite work that way. It's it was a great, highly successful, beautiful film. Totally, it doesn't necessarily. You have to continue to. Um, expand yourself and do different things. Like, I got a lot of people that was like, oh, let's do a spinoff of this, or let's do straight out of... Inglewood now, like weird little spin-offs <laughs> and things like that. But I always wanted to expand my palette, and I understood to do that, I would have to make sacrifices. So when some of those things came, when I could have used the money, yeah. I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm just going to wait on the power move and wait to okay. uh, secure myself in a situation where I can shine my best yeah. and then use that platform.
1: Well, because like so far, it's like all the projects that I've seen you in, they're pretty critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. How do you swing that? Is it your team? Is it you? What is your process of saying, I'm going to do this and not
0: that. Negotiating is a crazy thing in this business it's getting to the point where you're like, okay, now we come to a firm decision. I'm trying to look for the long haul. Yeah, I kind of want to look back on things that I do and, and be happy with what I've done and know that in some sense I've entertained people, but that we've also, if we could touch on a little bit of truth. And you know move people Mm -hmm. my very first film I did short term 12 Yeah Happened to be something that moved a lot of people and that was close to people that feeling that I got from that From like being in that audience and watching those people and how they responded to things is something that I've always wanted to have be a part of my work I love this crap so much But it's something that isn't easy and it's challenging for me to get into these different characters and do these things But I like that challenge. I enjoy pushing myself, so the next thing I'm always looking to push myself a little bit further.
1: Yeah. I wanna talk about how you got to acting. I read up a bit on you and you've had a few different kind of jobs. Yeah. Will you walk me through your job trajectory until you got to where you are now?
0: Well, there weren't many. Uh okay. let me see. My first job I think was uh, uh I, I worked with this dude who had this big, big house and he had just like a bunch of plants in it. Marijuana plants. And, well, I uh,
1: saw this, yeah. So you worked at the marijuana house mm-hmm. where you were, like, helping grow?
0: Yeah, people say trap house, but I don't think it's, it was not quite a trap <laughs> Well, trap,
1: house. it has to be a different kind of drug, right? Like, trap is like...
0: Yeah, is, trap is, is like cocaine. Yeah, exactly. You weren't trapping. These, these are beautiful plants that can enhance and enrich <laughs> one's soul once it's happened. Where was the factory? Uh It was in Victorville. Okay. In the desert. And okay. so, basically, it was just this big house with a bunch of knocked out walls and a bunch of plants, and I was helping raise these things up. Although,
1: you said... Um, I heard that, like, I read the, the marijuana house blew up.
0: Or it yeah, was rated it got, or what it got happened? Rated. It got rated. That's what okay. Yeah, it got rated. It Were so you there satellite. when it got rated? No, no. I just came to work one day and it was like, Sorry, the guy was like a Hispanic dude. He He's like, Sorry, it's over. I was like, Wow. So then what'd you do? So then I went to work for ATT, uh, doing what door to door sales. Oh, that sounds rough. Uh, it's very hard but very fun because you Why, get is it fun? to like you get to act in a sense, yeah, right? like you get to. Try to convince people that you're not there selling them something that they don't really necessarily need. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so it was just fun to get into those, and I would just play around with it. Like if I, if I met someone older, like I would try to play to their age and play a little bit older, be a, a salesman. Do it. Go. Okay. Per- sell me. So sell let me continue. Uh, uh, ten- okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Lakeith Stanfield. I'm with AT and Verse. Uh, nice to meet you. Nice What's to your meet name, you, darling. Sam. My name's Lakeith. I just said that. Let me say it again. My name's Lakeith, and you look very, <laughs> very nice today. Uh, by the way, the way the sun is hitting your, the wrinkle in the center of your head makes you look 20 years younger.
1: I'll buy it. <laughs> Whatever you got. I'm sold. <laughs> so would this work?
0: <laughs> this uh, did it work? Are you... <laughs> yeah, well, I'll buy it.
1: I'll buy you first. Sure. Fine. That was horrible. That was, that was good. great. Now, also, so, and then you were also like, did you model briefly? No, I got turned down for some modeling. Dude. One of the profiles of you said that you were a runway model.
0: Oh, no, I uh, I went to school for, mod- like, I, okay, so when I first started acting, I tried to find a way to get into the business, so I jumped on Google, and I just started, like, Googling anything, any way that I could get in. Yeah. And so I went on a bunch of scams, a bunch of random things, and one school accepted me that wasn't quite a scam. Which um, school? It was John Casablanca, School of Model and Talent. Where so, so is that? And it was in Orange County okay. at the time, so... I went there. They taught me how to walk the runway. They taught me all about the different brands, all about the. Wait, different... so
1: you can run. Away. So you can walk the runway.
0: I can, not well, but I can do it. <laughs> I can get by. I can play it off. Okay. And what they did was they had agents that came in every other week, mm-hmm. um, agents for commercials. That's uh, what excited me. Okay, so you I was like, one spotted. of these weeks, yes. I'm going to get in, get one of these agents. That was my big plan. I was like a model in disguise. Like it wasn't really a model. How tall are you? Uh, almost six feet. Oh, yeah, you can model. Yeah, and I'm like 120 pounds. You're boots, perfect. So, oh, you're perfect. Yeah, it's like... the Dude, you're thing. 120 pounds. Man, I have...
1: I gotta work out more. I'm like a 180-something. I'm so, This election, I gained so much Donald Trump weight. That's another story. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Trump weight.
1: Trump weight. I did. Uh, So you were you were catwalking, trying to get picked up so is that how it happened for you
0: yeah dude I um so I said I want to go in for one of the agents yeah uh, one of the weeks they came in bi-weekly. and they said, are you ready you got something to prepare I said yes I didn't but I went in there what did you read what did you say I just jumped up on the table and did something random whatever I felt I could I should do at the time that's what I did like movements words movements words I don't even I think I just like jumped on the chair and pretended I was surfing or something like, dude surf up or something weird <laughs> like that. And the agent, for whatever reason, saw something in me, so he signed me. He signed you, and then, like, were you in commercials first, or what? I tried to get into commercials and failed miserably for five years. So I kept uh, running into the wall, kept failing. I did not know how to audition, didn't didn't even know how to act, didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. I just kept running into the wall. So they eventually regretted signing Uh me. (laughs) But um, something cool came out of it because... A girl there that was a model started to act as my manager for a little while. That's nice. So she sent me on this little movie called Short Term Twelve. Yeah. In two thousand eight and I was seventeen and that was my very first short film yeah. movie. And that kind of would be the thing that sort of started my career.
1: Did you ever think it would be like this for you? Did you ever expect a year like this?
0: I did. Yeah. When I was really younger, I I for some reason saw myself doing this is all I thought I could do. I can't exist without expressing myself. It's my life. So I knew it had to be this or music. And
1: Well, you also do that too. Mm-hmm. What's your group called? Moors. Moors. Yeah. How can folks find it if they want to
0: find it? Uh, Soundcloud.com slash We Are Moors, I think it is. Okay. I want to do a little air horn like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: I got us off topic. Uh, so, okay. So, like, it started happening for you. I want to ask you about a few of the roles that you played. Um. I feel like I'm sure you get asked about Get Out all the time, but mm-hmm. like that's such a big movie, such like it's 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 like a part of the culture now. Yeah. Do people just come up to you and ask you to yell Get Out?
0: No, what they do is uh, typically they take pictures without the flash. And i tell that's okay, you can take this. I'm not gonna turn into. It's just a movie. <laughs> it's either that or someone's asking me to measure my tree. Uh, I get that a lot too. Wow. So, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I love all the love that's been coming from it yeah. because I love the film. Yeah. And it terrified me. Like, I came out of the theater shaking. Even literally. after, even you being in it, mm-hmm. you still were terrified by it. It's the most creepy experience I've ever had on a set. Like, wow. I've never felt outside of my body in that way on a, on a, on a set before. Um, just imagine I'm I'm a black dude going up to a bunch of, like, white extras. All the extras yeah. and the things are white. And I'm discussing how beautiful the patterns are on how expressive these, uh, these black people are and uh-huh. all their tattoos and tribal. Yeah. It's just such a... It's weird. So to be outside of myself <laughs> like that was almost like taking me out of the sucker place for a minute. Yeah. Making me realize just how indoctrinated I might be in my real life with things that I don't understand. Explain. There's just so many implications behind the place that race plays in the psyche of people. Yeah, um, from all different backgrounds, and we don't even know the ways in which it affects us until we can view it from a polarized view. This is what I, I think, being in that uh, character allowed me to see for the first time, and also seeing that movie allowed me to see it too. That the sunken place is a real place that a lot of Black people and a lot of people mm. of color in general in America and people that aren't in color existent and don't realize how they would exist you in.
1: define the sunken place?
2: Ah,
0: that's tough. Um, if it's I, a state of mind. I think it's just not asking questions and taking uh, things for face value based on what we've been taught versus based on what we know and feel. It makes us make ourselves take a back seat to how we're programmed. Mm. If that makes it it makes, makes
1: sense. perfect sense. Yeah. You know that
0: that scene at the open. So full
1: confession, I saw the movie twice. Um, first time I was late, I was a stereotype, mm-hmm. uh, and I missed the opening scene where you get abducted. But I saw it the second time. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, that scene of you, a black man at night, lost with his phone out, trying to get to where he's going, car pulls up and someone abducts you, yeah. it sets the tone for the whole movie and it's really creepy and it also kind of turns on its head the whole trope of the white woman in distress. Like, this movie starts with the black man in distress. Mm-hmm. There's so much in that first scene. Yeah. What does that scene mean to you as a person who played it?
0: Well, one of the things it meant to me was that, <laughs> I feel like it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, it's almost not okay for black dudes to be in stress, to, yeah. like, to be distressed, yeah. because we always have to sort of maintain this facade of being macho, because yeah. it's a survival technique that I think is, we've been using since the days of slavery yeah, which still shows itself in modern culture and in what it means to be a black man in today, in today's world, today's sunken place you snaps for this. You're <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of I, I like the idea that it's okay to it's showing that it's okay for us to be vulnerable, too. It's okay for us to be afraid, too. Um, it's not about being afraid and being vulnerable. that's that's the issue. It's about, getting through times like this. And yeah. if anyone's been able to get through traumatic situations and crazy things, it's been black people in this country. I think yeah. that's not a difficult thing to, to, to see, but it is in cinema. So it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a fresh thing to see on, in cinema. That's one of the many things that I think about this film and things like Atlanta too. It's okay to be weird too. It's okay yeah. to be yourself and you don't always have to be something that other people want you to be. That's part of getting out of the sunken place is realizing that. Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's like when I think of Atlanta, when I think of a lot of the roles that you play, you're basically saying I can be a black man and be all kinds of different things and be strange and be out there and like whatever music I like and do whatever the hell I want to do. And like, that's got to be liberating. Like, are you are you hoping to instill
0: some of those qualities in some of the people or the black men that see your work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I have no choice but to do that. I know there were many people that I watched growing up who were embracing themselves, being true to themselves, which gave me yeah. the idea that I could do the same thing. Like so who? Tupac is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, somebody who showed the dynamics of what it meant to like, be a real person, but be vulnerable and speak from your heart and be true and that be okay. But I've always felt deep down in myself that I was something and that I was being told I had to be something else. Huh. What were people telling other- you to be? Whatever they needed me to be, whatever fit their idea of what it meant for me to have dark skin and for me mm-hmm. to be a male mm-hmm. and all these things. There's this there's this picture me and Brian took at the, uh, I think it was at the Critics' uh, Cho- uh, Choice Awards or one of those, mm-hmm. when Donald won the award. Yeah. And we're embracing each other. And yeah. And people are like, well, what is this? Uh, like, you know, it makes people feel weird. Two black to see dudes hugging. two black hug men em- embrace each other. And that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. We can't be friends. We yeah. can't embrace each other and love each other, like, just just love each other without all the extra stuff attached to it. Like, yeah. And so that's what I'm interested in, in living through and living in, just being myself. And it just so happens cameras ha- happen to be around. Yeah. And people happen to be around watching it. So if you get anything positive in you that invigorates you to do that and embrace yourself, that's beautiful. And I'm glad that I could be that. You know?
1: Totally. Totally. All right, time for a quick break. Once we get back, we'll talk more about LaKeith's approach to acting and some of the stuff that's coming up for him this summer.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Annapurna Pictures, presenting Detroit. From the Academy Award-winning director of The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty, Detroit brings the world a story most have never heard. Set amidst the chaotic events of the 1967 Detroit Rebellion, this harrowing new drama stars John Boyega, Anthony Mackie, and Algie Smith. Detroit, directed by Catherine Bigelow, premieres in theaters August 4th support also comes from discover card who alerts you if they find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites discover believes there are some things that you just need to know it's just another way discover looks out for you not just your account and best of all social security alerts are free for discover card members all you have to do is sign up online learn more at discover.com slash free alerts limitations apply You know, so much of the work that you do deals with race.
1: When people come up to you and approach you and say, hi, and possibly want to talk about issues of race in your work. Do like white people talk about race differently in your work than black people? Like, are people absorbing your work differently, you think, based on who they are?
0: I think I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think some people don't even see it. Some people don't even see race as an issue um, in anything. And, And by the way, it isn't an issue in everything I do. Um, But it's, you know, it's just something that I live with and people know that I'm vocal. So if you do want to come talk to me about anything, I'm open to talk about anything, anything. You know what I mean? So I think people kind of get that from me for the most part. Sometimes I ain't always approachable. If I'm eating, you know what (laughs) I mean? I might be like, all right, you know what I mean? But other than that, you know, if it's on a regular funk and we chilling, we could talk about anything and chop it up. As long as you real with me, I'll be real with you. You know, you don't waste my time. I will waste yours. And this this is how it goes. Words to live by. Hmm.
1: So talk about your upbringing. You're from Victorville. Uh, you grew up there.
0: What was life for you as a youth? Uh, fidget spinning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These are new. These weren't
0: around when you were a kid. <laughs> you find ways to fidget spin. Yeah. Yeah, just sitting around in the desert. Um, I had a pretty interesting family. Okay. Made up of a lot of different characters who, in some way, I try to incorporate them into... Well, I don't even try to. They just make their ways into a lot of my characters. Which was the most interesting character in your family? Um, Probably... Damn, that's, that's hard because they're all pretty interesting. I think the most interesting is probably my mom. Okay. For me. Talk about uh, her. What's her name? Uh, her name's Karen. Got the tattoo of her on my left arm. There it is. The tree. What does it say under that? Karen and then... True love of my life. Huh. And it's right above this uh, tree that I got, which is... It represents family to me. Like yeah. I always wanted to try to create a good family situation. Uh, my family's been pretty fragmented and pretty... uh. You know, like anyone's family, like food fights and stuff. (laughs) Uh, So I've been always just trying to work on creating that dynamic that I didn't really have. She would be at the top of that. Okay. Um, What made her
1: quirky in a character and...
0: Yes, very interesting character. Uh, she probably has like 50 different personalities. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I guess I kind of pick up on that from yeah. her as well. Yeah. Um, and she just very has been a, a very strong staple in our family and in the spine behind everything. And always just convinced me to keep going, told me to keep going no matter what. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, that's okay. my,
1: my lady. I love it. Uh, now, speaking of you, so you're talking about family. You're going to be starting your own family soon? yes okay yes
0: yes I'm building the foundation for it now you know so when does a baby do? I can't say okay yes I'm not at liberty okay we, we want to keep it everything kind of sacred so yeah we keep it yeah between us well but I yeah, think it's a really exciting thing I bet um you know like I said it's something I've always wanted to do and I couldn't be happier with the with the person I'm involved with yeah I couldn't be happier with um I don't know the timing everything's good um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to see what what I can learn. You know, what, yeah. how how bringing this new manifestation will will grow me.
1: Is it gonna change your work? You think? Yes. How so? Well, um, I guess you don't know yet.
0: <laughs> I don't know yet, but I, but I imagine that there's just this uh, there's this kind of love you get from that close familiness that you that you may not have. I don't know. Something I feel will maybe deepen my love, which will deepen my passion, which yeah. will maybe show in my work. Yeah. Hopefully talk about this juice you're drinking
1: you mentioned it earlier it's charcoal lemonade
0: <laughs> it's cool man yeah. it's cool yeah d- it's let me see it okay there's activated charcoal which and even what is some some great tattoo artists I'm not going to try it okay good go so some great tattoo artists went to the mountains of Ico Nepal. that's weird it's very tart put it in some water mm-hmm. squeeze the lemon in it mm-hmm. put it in a bottle mm-hmm. put it on the counter Yeah. told me it was nine dollars <laughs> Man, I couldn't resist.
1: Do you feel, like, different and better and amazing because of it?
0: I just like the fact that it's black. Like, I like the fact that the liquid is black. It looks cool. It does look cool. And you could see, like, little charcoal debris in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about your movies, because I want you to to have time. Well, because I could do this all day. This is really fun. But I got it. So, okay. Death Note is out on August 25th. Mm -hmm. That's a Netflix original. Yes. I saw the trailer. It looks scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you got crown heights which was like a sundance favorite yeah, out, out late august so this is based on a true story right it's mm-hmm. uh an 18 year old man who was wrongfully convicted of a murder yeah. sentenced to life in prison it's actually based on a public radio episode uh, an episode of this american life from back
0: in like oh five have you heard the episode oh uh, yes mm-hmm. okay yeah. what's up with this dude now um, chilling. Uh, I think I talked to him a couple months ago, actually. Uh, no, not to him, I was, actually. I talked to Carl King, okay. uh, who's played by Nandi in the movie. And, and Carl King's character
1: experience. works to get him mm-hmm.
0: out. Yeah, yeah. It helps to sort of get Colin out of the situation. And he's he's good, man. He tells me Colin's doing great. Um, everybody's feeling good. They're um, hopefully getting into more and more ventures that are similar to this. Yeah. That can like tell help people tell stories and get word out, out about things like this. Uh, but this film is um, one of the ones I still like. sometimes dream about. Really? Yeah, like being incarcerated and being pursued by uh, authority. Mm. Um, because it was it was just a crazy experience uh, existing in those close quarters of those cells for, for that amount of time. Also, it was an l- interesting thing to have that real guy, Colin Warner, there on set with me. It yeah. was quite interesting. I'd played real people before, none mm. of which were actually on set so it was a trip and none of which had gone through something so like crazy so i was i was attempting to do as much justice as i could to it and make sure that we told the story honestly and you know gave his family something that they could hopefully like look at and be proud of yeah um if i could be a part of anything like that it's an it's, it's an honor so I, yeah and when we went to the premiere his family and everyone was up there they had tears in their eyes and it made me become overcome with emotion, because that's that's why I like to do this, because I can communicate and have communion with people who are just like me, who may have gone through more unfortunate things or more fortunate things. But we all got a story to tell. So that's why I, I love that film. So, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm so excited for the rest of your year. Thank this you. It's going to be great.
0: Appreciate it. This is cool. I like this. Yeah, man.
1: This is a fun conversation. I gotta make sure I cover all my bases. Give me one second. Okay. I'm gonna sip some more charcoal juice. <laughs> one more plug for Death Note. How much can you say about that movie without giving it away? It's a horror film. I could not tell what it actually was from yeah. the trailer. It's a good which means that it's a good trailer. Doesn't <laughs> good. give it all away.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, I've seen it. And I can't really tell you what category it falls into. Um it's Based on the Japanese manga, um, which I'm a big fan okay. of, I fell in love with uh, all of the characters, one in particular, um, which I got the the honor to be able to play. Yeah. Um, and I'm really, really excited for it. It's great. There's going to be a lot of different turns and a, different, like, a lot of different surprises in it, I think, that, that people can look forward to. And I'm, I'm just excited to get this thing out because I had a lot of fun on it. It was a crazy hard shoot. or um, had to do a lot of things that were uh, I never had done before. Like physically intense or emotionally intense or what? Both. Okay. Yeah. Really. Um, were so, there yeah. like stunts and stuff? Uh. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does some of my own. Like okay. For instance, there's this. There's this part of this character that is simply his posture. Huh. That posture. Existing in that posture for as long as I did was huh. a stunt in itself. Really? Yes. What's be- the posture? Can you say, or, or would I give it away? It, the, for the fans who know, you know what I'm okay. talking about. You know that posture is crazy. Can you do it for me? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. It's okay. This is the chair version. Uh,
1: so you got your feet up in the chair and you're like squatting, uh, with your head down and your
0: hands over your knees. How long do you have to hold that position? Sometimes for hours at a time. What? Yeah, that yeah, would suck. I feel pretty comfortable. I might just sit the rest of like it. <laughs> you can. You can. They say 40% of your brain is activated when you sit this way. Well, I'm going to do it too, damn it. Yeah. Okay,
1: here we are. <laughs> Squatting up in this. Yes. you feel smarter? <laughs> I do feel smarter. Hold <laughs> the mic closer to you. Yeah. All right. So my producer, just because he's crazy, he was like, why don't you take a call from someone lonely? You know, you put your number out. Oh. Are you down to do that? Yeah. How would we do that? Uh, oh, we put it on speaker... Gosh. Yes So they called you So yeah like put them on speaker and call somebody Okay Oh my god this is crazy
0: Alright I'm just gonna call a random Call a rando Make sure you're up close enough to the mic Alright let
1: me (laughs) You gotta adjust it
0: (laughs) I'm gonna call a random person I don't know if they'll answer But uh We gonna see We will see I'm gonna call the most recent one that called me I think Whoa they called it like 6am That's crazy
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got on speaker? Yeah it's kind of low. Hold it a little closer to the mic. Hello? Hello?
0: Hello.
2: Hi,
0: who is this? Hi. This is the key. You, you called me at like 6 a.m.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, you're the guy from Get Out. <laughs> yes. yes. This is Jojo. Oh, my
0: yeah, uh, you, you, you 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 might be on the radio right now, just so you know. <laughs> Tell her where you are. I'm uh, yeah, I'm at NPR right now, uh, doing an interview, playing with a fidget spinner. I love NPR. Hey, shout out to NPR. Shout out to nice. NPR. What, yes. what? Well, I just wanted to call you and wish you well, and uh, I hope you're not lonely. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, what's... You know, I just got home from college for the summer. Oh, okay. Nice. How was that?
2: It's good. I'll be a senior
0: in the fall. So you got them grades up?
2: Um, I think so.
0: Ah, (laughs) what what is your name? Jojo. Jojo. Well, it's it's nice to meet you, and I hope this conversation has made your day a little less lonely. It did. It made my day. I was just like, who is this calling? It just made
1: my day. Thank you so
0: much. Oh my God. Please keep in touch. Awesome. (laughs) Cheers. Like your part in the movie was. The best. Oh my gosh! And in Atlanta, shout out to the show Atlanta. Shout out. Thank you for watching everything. You're awesome.
2: Thank
0: you. All right. Enjoy the
2: rest of your day and the beautiful
0: weather. Yes, I'm about to go dance in the sun. Peace, darling. (laughs) See you soon. All right.
1: (laughs) She like talk to you soon. She like you gonna call me back. (laughs) You gonna call me back. (laughs) That was awesome. Yeah, man. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we fit in. Charcoal lemonade, <laughs> fidget spinners, fun phone calls with strangers, squatting in chairs. I feel like we've done it all in this interview. Yes. Can you hear that? See, mine is noisy. Listen. Mine's oh. getting a little rusty.
0: you lucky. Yes, fidget spinning, drinking charcoal, and talking to the homies. <laughs> yes. NPR. NPR. <laughs> I think we're done. Nice. Thank cool. you, sir. Peace and love.
1: The key Stanfield. Great guy. The key, shout out. Thank you so much. Check out all of his movies. This summer he's going to be in Death Note, also in Crown Heights. And please, if you have not already, go see Get Out. It's so good. Uh, all right. Tell your friends about the show. Get other folks listening. Review us on iTunes. Subscribe. All these things help people find the show. All right. Back on Friday with our wrap on the news and the culture and everything of the week. Thank you for listening. I'm Sam Sanders. Talk soon.